Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Oh, it's good to have Brother Shane back with us. Randy joining us again today. Shane, nobody's buying homes because it's just too expensive, right? No, come on now. Seriously? Homes <laughs> because it's too expensive. You know, it's funny. Just listen to an article by our little video excerpt from old Grant Cardone talking about people buying houses and are renting the house for half of what the mortgage payment is. Are you serious? Well, let me ask you something. I'm not an economist, but if I own a house and I can only rent it for half of what the mortgage payment is, how is that ever going to work out in a common sense world? Ask Washington, they'll tell you. Just watch that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ask Washington, D.C. They'll tell you. They've <laughs> been doing it for years now. Yeah. yeah. That's true. It's math. It's magic. Just it's called deficit me. spending. You might want to look into it. Yeah. What's wrong yeah, with right. this math picture? You know, we're seeing, we're seeing them. Um, well, first, we're celebrating, just celebrated our 20 years in business. So we're excited about that. What a Congrats. blessing that's been. Congratulations. Yeah. 20 years fighting this battle. And, um, you know, a lot of customers along the way, a lot of friends along the way. It's been fun. There's just so much information out there. Everybody is just freaking out. But when I show you some of these little slides here in a minute, yes. hopefully that makes sense and creates some questions from you. And um, we've been through multiple webinars of this going on, and this data makes more sense to me than anything else out there. So I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to that. Certainly, but seriously, if you want to go ahead and share, brother, go. I, 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 that's the thing for me, <clears throat> having in the last – 20 years or so, mm-hmm. not having this kind of interest rates has kind of freaked a lot of people out, but it's manageable. It's what we've always done. 
frankly, I, I'm, I've been looking at building some houses. Well, I don't want to build because con- contractors, you know, rates are like 9%. But, you know, next year, year after, okay, we could talk about it, right? Right, right. Absolutely. But, but hey, think about this. So I want to show you this, and then we can make that decision. How about that? Okay, go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about this. Let's see. Can you see that now? Uh, yep. I had it for a second. Then you, it's log into your accounts. What we're looking at right now. Have I got the wrong one? Uh, let me share the right one. Give me one second. <clears throat> Set. Yeah, let's not invite all the hackers out there to try to guess his <laughs> password and email. Yeah. Get back over here. How about that? Can you see that now? Uh, we, we got see. beautiful trees. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Housing stays Housing strong stays throughout strong. the recession. Yep. Yeah. So what they were talking about on this in this. Uh, little class we went through is it was showing this right here is the case case shiller house uh, price index right it's showing the home prices going up the black lines there the black spots are the recession areas nine recessions after each recession what have you seen home prices do go yeah. up go well, up they, with they, the, they, they dip during the recession and go up afterwards it, with the one exception of right here right oh eight oh nine see that yeah. i see a lot of that the recession caused the housing bubble, but they're going to show you how the housing bubble caused the recession. Really? Right. And again, just for your, just because you brought up that building, let me show you this right here. This is so interesting to me. Shane, if you could, if you could, could you do a control plus and make that just a little bit bigger? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So what this is showing is obviously the formations. Now, it determines a house formation as Say somebody living with mom and dad, they go out and get their first house. Right. Or you have a married couple, they get divorced. Now you have two new housing formations. Okay. So what do you see right here in 06 and 07? Housing formations Low. as a what? Well, How many houses floor, are yeah. on the market? Yeah. Isn't that incredible? That's crazy. The new housing is determined by the new constructed houses that now become available on the market. Okay. So that's where they're getting the data from. So if you look, you see this right here, and wait till I show you this little connect between this area right here in 06, 07, and 08. Mm-hmm. U.S. births by year. <laughs> in 2006, right, the average person buying a house was 33 years old. So if we go 33 years back from now, we go to 1973 in 2006, right? Mm-hmm. What happened in 73 that might have caused the birth rate to go way down like this? Oh, I don't know. The oil embargo, the uh, the gas prices, the gas wars. I don't know. Gas quadrupling. Yeah. What about Roe v. Wade? Oh. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Really? I don't think it was an account. Yeah. Yeah. So what about Roe v. Wade? And we see that. So if we move forward, if we move forward and we see that that little connection is there, the 33-year housing, and we go back to 33 years old in 2023, puts us in 1990. How many more houses are going to be needed? Oh, my goodness. So you're taking the demographics of the United States and laying it, the age demographics and laying it over these results. Yes. Isn't that fascinating? Uh-huh. And then it goes on to talk about the vacancy rates during that 07 and 08. They're high vacancy rates. And also the cost of credit was basically all you had to do is breathe and you could get a mortgage back then, right? Mm-hmm. So explain to me how vacancy rates lower than it's ever been is going to create a horrible house market going forward. So right? you're Look telling cre- me, you're, well, let, yeah. let's, let's put two things together here. Number one, 
we're talking about the price of money as if that's the only variable, but the price of the house that you're buying, right? Is that where you're going? Well, if you look at how easy credit was to get back then, right. you had a lot of speculation, people speculating, building houses, how we got that glut of houses. Look at this, how we got that glut of houses in 2007 with 4 million houses listed. 2023, there's a million houses listed with 466,000 under contract. So those aren't really listed anymore. So now you have 600,000 houses listed. Compared to 4 million in 07, we've seen the population increase that's coming of age looking for homes, right? And, and you have 35 million more people in the United States between 07 and 2023. But but right now what I'm seeing, and I know others too, but the, the, the rent is through the roof because there's so much demand and so little supply. It is. It is. And again, I, I'm not the expert on the rent side of things. I'm just showing you these numbers on the sure. average is this, on the active list, existing home sales in the U.S. See where it's around that 614,000? So as houses are on the market, it's hard for people to walk away from 3 and 4% mortgages right now. They don't want to move sure. down the street. Sure. But out of all the applications sitting in my little company here, 50, 60, 70 people pre-approved looking for houses, some for over a year now, they're just not going to buy a house that is not, is not exactly what they need. They will wait and wait and wait. They're like, we're going to bite the bullet and pay what the rates are now, which we've all seen what the rates have done in the last few weeks, right? right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's been awesome. And so we've also seen an uptick in mortgage in mortgage applications, and we've seen an uptick in um, contracts coming in, people buying houses. And, again, they're still looking. Had a, a customer call this morning buying a $550,000 house there in Hot Springs Village, right, as a second home. And so – People are buying houses and applying for houses more than ever, but it's just not everybody with all the refinance boom that we have. So you see the listings there and check this out. This is really, really neat here as well. Everybody's afraid of this big crash that the media is on, that the media is talking about. Look at the housing price increase over since 1942. Look at that. Seven times it's gone down. We've had this little, again, what can we attribute that to? Just a glut of houses on the market. Now, there's a whole nother debate on the real estate glut, on the uh, commercial glut that's out there of commercial space. I know even here in my building, I bet you this building's at least 40% open on just my fourth floor here. Really? I've never seen, I've been here for 20 years. I've never seen this many open spaces here, ever. So... But that's a whole different story. That's not my specialty. But if Good you time to renegotiate it, your lease. I already have. I sent the email two days ago. <laughs> I'm out unless I get this rate. Yeah. Funny. That's funny. I did do that two days ago. Yeah. All right. Good. I know you're smart. If you see this, that is, look at, look at the last three years. 10, 19. 19%. 6%. So what do we think is going to happen when the rates go down? What are the home prices going to do? Straight through the roof. They're going to have to go up because you've got more people fighting on it. You're going to have overbids. And as soon as the guy across the street sells his house for X amount, they're going to jack their price up to the same amount because they can get it now. 
And so you're going to see those home prices go up because you're going to be fighting. They're saying 20 years before housing equals demand. 20 years. 20 years is what Fannie Mae is saying on this. All right. That's a very long time because there's not enough, enough houses being built. They can't keep up with the new housing formation. Now, when you say, when you say, they say, I'm like, uh, 20 years. Uh, but then when you said Fannie Mae, I'm like, that's a pretty authoritative source there. It is. And we can track that down and find that source back from you. But it's from one of the classes that we've attended where they're talking about this because the media has everybody scared. For Check this out. 43% of Americans still believe you have to put 20% down to buy a house. Really? 43%. 43%. I've seen numbers as high as 60% believe you got to put 20% down to buy a house. And when you tell somebody you only have to put 5% down, first-time home buyers have 3% down options. Right? First-time home buyers are classified as somebody who doesn't have have not had their name on a house in the last 3 years. And then you get really? down with 3%. Yeah, and especially then you've got area median income, you got special programs for people that don't make you know, over sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. You've got USDA loans with zero down. You got VA loans with zero down. You know, the percentage of uh, veterans that don't realize they have a benefit to buy a house with zero down is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Right. And so again, it's just I have no idea in the most information age out there how so much misinformation is out there. But then you see a guy just sit there, Grant Cardone. Everybody's heard him, right? Everybody's heard of him. That's in the real estate industry says that people that rent houses have this much that they pay on their mortgage every month and they can only rent it for this much. I don't know how a regular person lives like that. Not for long. All the guys I know that are renting houses, all the guys I know renting houses are actually trying to make money. Right. Let me try that. So, Hang on. Yes. Uh, they got didn't, work. didn't work. And then if you look at the home prices turning higher, check this out. January, you saw there's a little bit of decrease, but then what's happening in February, March, April so far of 2023? The numbers just keep getting higher and higher, and this is home prices turning higher. So I'm looking at Zillow, CoreLogic, all these. This is not just Case Shiller. It's not just one, no. Yeah, the numbers are all over because, again, the criteria they go into this stuff, I mean, you have to take more than one. You can't just look at one. Here's FHA, right? Right. And so as home prices continue to increase, yes, it becomes an affordability issue on it. But you know also is an affordability issue on those people sitting on three and four percent mortgages right now? Is that twenty-two to thirty percent interest rate on that credit card debt as we see credit card debt topple a trillion dollars and savings go down to the lowest levels ever. So, you know, do you keep your four percent mortgage? With your home going up in value, do you actually consolidate it and get rid of it? And hopefully you'll cut those credit cards up and not recharge them right back up to where they were, where you kind of create a little margin in your your budget each month by having a little different mortgage payment? I don't know. How much do you have? Right? How much equity is out there? I don't care about 4% if I can't live. I'll take six and a half percent if it frees up a thousand dollars a month, and I'm not paying thirty percent interest on my credit cards. Right. What so there's seeing, a lot. What are you seeing happen with term? 
Are you saying because, you know, you can read all kinds of articles that are talking about, man, we're, we're headed toward a 100-year mortgage. You know, we're headed toward a 50-year mortgage and kind of stuff. What's the industry talk about that? Listen, we have two types of mortgages in our industry. We have a qualified mortgage and a non-qualified mortgage as a result of the 08 meltdown. A qualified mm-hmm. mortgage means I have safe harbor as a lender. means uh, we meet the ability to repay test, points and fees test, Right. And so that means if somebody comes back and says, Shane gave me a mortgage that I can't afford, he's 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 the reason why my house can't foreclose on. Well, I have safe harbor because I had this qualified mortgage. This non-QM, non-qualified mortgage, mm-hmm. are your 40-year mortgages, are your interest onlys, are your mm-hmm. bank statement loans. You know, if you get sued, you lose no matter even if you win, because you got to pay an attorney. Yep. So we have not ventured into the non-QM. We may be missing a part of the market, but I don't want to sit here and build my business for 20 years and lose it over a couple of lawsuits that I win, but I spend $200,000 defending myself. Shane, let's tell the other side of the story real quick. Yes, this, is not, this is not just what you do, and, and it's not another job that you do, but you do financial counseling to, to help people get out of debt with these insane credit card numbers you're talking about. So, I mean, it, it's not just monolithic. Is that fair? It is fair, and that's why I I cringe when I think about the debt con solidation on that. But you know what? I can't take my own personal views and and put them in there when somebody else is struggling to pay their bills every month. Because of what they just say, 62% of people are saying they live paycheck to paycheck. What if we could cut them a little break where they could actually function and use some of the equity in their house to pay their debts? Right. And get those credit cards consolidated where a minimum payment they can actually afford and have none of the credit card because that interest is daily on credit cards. Right. It's daily, 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 not once a month. And so that's why it's hard to get those paid off. But you have people that are playing whack-a-mole as opposed to looking at the long term plan. Right. They are. They are. And again, that's the part that you just keep going in circles and going in circles. And you want to try to give them an opportunity to get off of that little never ending will and actually have a chance to create wealth. Because they're saying that even the the net worth of people where 60 percent of their net worth is coming from their homes. It was saying people who own a home have a net worth of 40 percent or 40 times more of someone who rents. And I have nothing against renting. I don't. I, sometimes you got to rent to get to where you need to be. It's a temporary thing, but it's not a long term thing. And you can't complain to me about eight percent interest rates, which they're back down in the low sixes now, right? Mm-hmm. When you're paying a hundred percent. Do you ever think about that? Rent is a hundred percent interest. <laughs> think about don't that. I, don't I know it? <laughs> <laughs> On a on a how on a how, but see for me. So we rented an apartment for a year, <clears throat> but planned, planned it, knew what we were doing. I'm amazed, man, Shane, in DFW, and you see it even in Little Rock, the number of apartment complexes going up by the thousands of units is just remarkable to me. In Dallas-Fort Worth, I think they said the average of a one-bedroom is $1,500. Fifteen hundred. Well, I read. I read in Hot Springs Village. I think I was reading the twenty. It was the twenty twenty, the twenty twenty demographics. And I think of the houses that had a mortgage in Hot Springs Village in twenty twenty. I hope I've got this right. I'm going to be close. Horseshoes and hand grenades close. 
I mean, it was uh, it was under fourteen hundred dollars. It was thirteen hundred and some odd dollars, you know, for a house for a house versus a one bedroom. Yeah, in inside Hot Springs Village. I'm curious. You mentioned a person, you know, looking at a, a five hundred and fifty thousand dollar opportunity for a second home in Hot Springs Village, specifically to the village. Is that is that more common than not a second a second home? Or I'm just curious about the second home phenomenon. Especially among my demographic. Mm. Right. The second home, because they want to go ahead and buy it now and get the house settled so they can sell their house in Arizona and be completely out of Arizona in about a year. Yeah. Right. They're trying to get ahead of the game a little bit. And if you think about this, think about this same house that they purchased today. Odds are it's going to be twenty five to fifty thousand dollars more a year from now. If the rates continue the direction that they're going. Hmm. Right. There's a which also means they'll benefit on the back end in Arizona, hopefully, without a doubt. Now, I don't know. I said, excuse me, we don't have the appreciation that you have, you know, out in Arizona here in Arkansas. We would love that. But, you know, you're going to be ahead of the game a little bit. I don't know why they want to do it right now. They just called to do it. And again, second homes, you got to put 10 percent down. Rates Mm -hmm. are a little bit higher. Yeah. These are a little bit higher. Right. Because the rate has a what we call a loan level price adjustment, basically a factor for risk, because if things get tight, what's the first homes to people let go? Investment properties, second home, right? Makes sense. Again, them making that move will be unbelievably beneficial to them as long as things continue through the trajectory they're going. Look at this, 8%, look here. 80% 80% appreciation over the next year after bottom, even with $2.4 million in inventory. See this? So, again, this right here was after the big, after 2012, after everything kind of settled down after the 08 meltdown. 8% appreciation. Yep. And so, who know with the data like this, I mean, this stuff makes more sense to me than somebody getting on TV or Fox or somewhere scaring me, saying that, hey, my my rent payment is three thousand dollars, you know, or my rent's fifteen hundred. But if I have to buy that house, it's three thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, we hope not. I mean, I hope that's not the case. But when you don't have enough houses out there, and we're seeing apartment complexes go up here in Little Rock, just like you're talking about there in DFW, they're coming up everywhere. These places are nice. Oh yeah, these are nice apartments. Yeah. I don't even want to know what the cost of those things are. Yeah. I'm I'm living in a nice apartment. And I got a two bedroom, two bedroom, two bath. Now again, for me, it was strategic. Okay, let's do this for this period of time. But I can't imagine the people that I know it's their way of life. The lease ends, they're off to the next, you know, to the next newcomer package that they can get as a new tenant. Because I've just I've seen it. I'm in a nice apartment, elevators, all the doors are interior. I mean, it's like being in a nice hotel, so I can't complain. But I've seen it in, among our neighbors. I mean, we've got we've had three, four people that have moved out just in the ten months or so. You know that we've been there. What are you? What are your thoughts about moving forward for 2024? I mean, hopefully, or and I don't know. Kind of give us a recap of how 2023 went for you and kind of what you're expecting for your business next year? Well, let's see. The last that we saw on the loan officer numbers where we've lost over 100,000 loan officers in the last two years in the industry, right? You've seen a lot of companies come and go. 
You've seen a lot of those people that jumped in the market in 2020 get out of it. So those of us who weathered the storm and didn't just build our business on refinance and we have our customer base and we took care of it, there's a lot of great mortgage people. And the challenge against the people coming in the market in the future will be against the people who know what they're doing and know how to work the system to make it work the best for their clients, right? And so now our competition is even stronger because we have better educated. We had Everybody had a slow 2023. Now, I don't know if anybody's going to tell you they had a banner year in 2023. Listen, I've had a chance to catch my breath, catch my breath a little too much sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. It is what it is. But when you slow back down, but we'll do as much this year as I did in 2019. But after going through 2020, 2021, and 2022, feels like we're sitting still. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but the good news is that thinning of the herd, I'm a, I'm a business guy. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love Absolutely. it. I love it when the ne'er do wells and the ones that need to lose, they lose. Exactly. And again, we, we love that the people that we're competing against now. And again, a lot of stuff on the TV, on the veterans. And again, here's a warning. I have nothing against Veterans United. I have nothing against any of the people that play with rockets out there. But listen, somebody's paying for all that advertising you see on TV every two minutes. Yeah. Okay. Get you a local person that you can talk to and you don't have an 800 number and they're not calling you because. They got your phone number because somebody else pulled their credit because you want a mortgage. Find an expert that's going to walk you through it. You know, mortgage broker, there's some good bank loan officers out there. I have nothing against them. They're just different. They may only have one or two products to offer. We have 15 to offer, right? They may not have the special programs of, I got a 1% down program for first-time home buyers. I got a lender that will give them the other 2% to put down. Give them. Not put a second mortgage on their house. Right. There's criteria. You can't make too much money, stuff like that. But those people that are renting that are habitual renters, a lot of them don't even know. And if you've got a job, you're married or not married, cohabitating, whatever you do, if you've got any kind of consistent income coming in, then talk to somebody about buying a house. Because it's not going to get cheaper. They're showing for the next 15, 20 years. So you mentioned you've got like 50 to 60 that are sitting there and they're waiting for the right. So for those of us that don't know, want to do something, could be ready right now, but might want to wait. So how long is that good for? That's good for usually 60 to 90 days on their credit. And what we do is we do a soft pull on the credit so it doesn't impact your credit at all. And also credit reports are going to $100 a piece next year. We've already got the, we went from 33 to 80 this year. Right now we're going to a hundred dollars. So that's very interesting. And a lot of times we will just eat that fee, but we're not going to eat a hundred dollars in application. Yes. Sir. Now the government's all excited about everybody being able to shop. How many times are you going to pay a hundred dollars, have your credit pulled to go to someplace else? You want to talk about one of the most inhibiting factors of limiting somebody to shop. So yeah. at least we have the soft pull that doesn't impact their credit. We can look at my meeting with a couple today after this meeting, Young couple want to buy their first house, making good income, but just scared, don't know what to do. Yeah. And I've watched him since he was knee high to a tadpole, right? They said I used to take, well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, watch yourself. I don't want to edit anything. Let me come back to it just for a couple of things, real quick. Because, Shane, I know you, and, and I hope our, our watchers and listeners know you by now. It's not just a transaction, it's a friendship. <laughs> It's people that we're talking to. Uh, I hope, Randy, I hope you don't mind, but I mean, you, you have, have used Mr. Lester more than once for some things and it has been 
remarkably good is my point. Oh, listen, I've relied on him just for a connection and he hadn't made a dime off of me. Yeah. yeah. So and, and but where, that's, I was, where I was that's, going with that is that the younger me would look at the younger me paying 21% interest on a credit card and think, what were you thinking? I, I saw a, a skit from the early 80s on Saturday Night Live on Facebook the other day. And it was like, what are we going to do with these credit card bills? And the husband says, well, there's just no way to pay these. And what should we do? And the guy comes in and he says, we have a novel concept. Don't buy what you can't afford. And they were like, what? what? How do we do that? Don't buy what you can't afford. But we want to get stuff and put it on the cards. Don't buy what you can't afford. I mean, I know you, Shane. You're going to give people a good bit of advice about that and say, are, are you gently, are you sure that's the best use of your dollars, right? I am. And that's not, it's, there's no judgment here on that. Okay. Cause listen, you can't do anything with money financially that I haven't done. Why do you think I get to teach about this? We stand in front of groups teaching FBU, telling our whole story. And one of our last classes, the one of the girls raised her hand and said, How are you two still married? <laughs> right. Never and your wife, said. <laughs> your wife said, we like, like our 20th class. Nobody's ever asked us that, but she said, we had a lot of fun. And um, I remember we went to the Holiday House right when we started Dave Ramsey, probably back in 20, uh, 2009. It was probably 2011, 2012. We went out shopping and we left. And she's like, this was so much more fun when we were broke. <laughs> we, with everything we could fill our hands with. Now that you get with cash, you're like, I ain't buying none of this crap. Yeah, well, yeah. This all just looks like trinkets now. Exactly. So, and again, if you got if you got mistakes like that, I'll tell you my whole story one on one like that. I'm not going to put it out here for everybody to to share my little thunder there. But if you've got issues, welcome to the world. Yeah. But don't you attract, don't you attract the people that are, I mean, the people that are attracted to that are going to be attracted to you. And if they're not, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a great filtering tool because that ninny that wants to run up credit cards and doesn't care and doesn't want to hear, probably not going to come and see you if he knows anything about you, which is a win for you. And it's a win for them too. It is. But we'll also tell them, look, five years from now, if you're ready, come back. Yeah, when you're knee deep, when you're swimming in it, come back and see me. And there's none of this I told you so. If you're not ready. Yeah, I like it. Probably one out of 20 that we sat down to show how to fix their credit. I'm not a credit repair expert, but I've been doing it for 20 years. And I've seen it. I see what happens. We had one customer do this, this, and this, and went from a 620 to a 700 in less than three months. Really? Yes, just by paying his credit card balances down to about 40% of his available (laughs) usage. And so in that time, they went to buy a house. They were going to put in her name only. They wound up being able to put in both of their names because his score jumped up to 700, and it worked out better. And so there's ways that you can do it, but one out of 20 will actually do it. Well, the younger me, there's two things the younger me needed to know, and that is, number one, and these are the words of the comedian Gallagher, everywhere you leak, the world has a bucket. They are happy to catch Whatever leftovers you've got, they're happy to catch it. And and the other piece of advice I would give me is if if it's at the front of Walmart, if it's eye care, 
or nail salons or banking, it's typically overpriced because they can afford that real estate. And if it's on, if it's on TV 22 times an hour, I'm talking to you, Budweiser commercials. I'm talking to you, car loans. I'm talking to you, news car places. Uh, my Lord, you know what the cost to advertise. Shane, when those things are, are dangled in front of you all day long, guess what? They're not cheap, right? They're not. And Dave asked them one time, uh, Home Depot ad or Lowe's ad or some ad, said, hey, why don't you have toilet seats on sale or nails on yep. sale? Yep. He said, because they're going to buy those regardless. <laughs> you know, we don't need to advertise those as a special because those are things that people will just have to buy. And it was just kind of eye opening when he goes through his little marketing thing of how everything comes through us. I mean, Think about it. What do you think of when you think of swinging off of a tire tire into the water and crashing and splashing? What do you think of? Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mountain Dew. Remember yeah. that? Now that you bring it up? Yeah, yeah. So it's things and you're walking out and you see that Mountain Dew and you kind of hit that and you know what melts in your mouth, not in your hand. You know, all those little jingles that we all know. It's funny how they all stick in our head, so. Well, and how many billions of dollars they spent to program us with that information? Because where's the beef again? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Visa and Mastercard are two of the uh, the the ones that spend the most to learn our habits. I mean, if I get another advertisement for an Apple credit card, my goodness. <laughs> well, Diane and I finally have gotten our credit in a very good position. Today for them, they keep sending me one. Well, see, I'm of the generation so i'm at lsu I, and and it's their kids credit cards and i'd never seen that before the world had never seen that before and uh well but that well, was a I huge push and man alive everybody they, i knew everybody in every dorm i knew you know was getting a credit card because they were setting up at the student union and i'm like and i've since read about that well now that i'm 66 and a half and it's like, well, no wonder some of these people got on this really bad trajectory because in college, somebody gave them a credit card. Okay, here you go. Did you know you could spend $400 at Hastings on a credit card in 91? And then in 99, when you go to buy your first house, you got to pay that collection off so you can buy get the mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Now, this this is a friend of yes. yours. You're telling this yeah. story for a friend, right? <laughs> Or a friend, yes. <laughs> told me about that. <laughs> well, I'm glad oh, we can well. laugh about it now. But uh, you know, I, I was telling, uh, and we had a connection issue there for a second. Sorry, but uh, Diane and I finally got to where we have some pretty good credit, and you know, so now you attract things you wouldn't attract. And I open mm -hmm. up the. I, I've gotten to where I don't even open the the envelopes anymore because it's insulting. I've got some cash. And I've, I've got a good credit score and your, your bonus offer to me is starting at 19% to 28.9%. There's a loan shark down the street that'll give me better rates than that, right? I'll give you better rates than that. <laughs> Optoutprescreen.com. OPT, optoutprescreen.com. You can fill it out online yep. for five years. It will stop. Offers like that from coming because the offers like that, you have to really worry about identity theft, somebody stealing your mail, somebody filling it out, waiting on the credit card to come in. You really have to worry about that. And then optoutprescreen.com, you can fill it out and mail it in. And for a lifetime, they'll take you off all of those pre-approved offers. 
opt out pre-screen. I am doing that when we hang yeah. up here. Man, great. You, Thank you. Yeah. I had a I had a DoorDash issue, so I'm on my way. I'm driving from DFW, and I get an email on my phone. DoorDash, you know, we're 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 investigating the security thing, and I'm like, well, I don't even have a DoorDash account. Mm-hmm. So two minutes later, I get an email saying, okay, we've your your thing's been approved. It's legit. It's DoorDash. Somebody's used my email address, and then I get an order, a gift order, and it's got ending in a Visa card. I don't have a Visa card. So it's not my card. So somebody's using my email address. Who knows? They probably stole a, a Visa card. So they order a gift order for Tampa, Florida. Ten minutes later, there's a gift order in Los Angeles. Ten minutes later, there's a gift order in North Carolina. Ten minutes later, there's a gift order in Vegas. Each one, I'm calling DoorDash, and I'm saying, somebody's doing something. They're using my email address. They don't have my card. But, oh, yeah, so it's a real thing. Oh it is a real thing. No so pre-screen. When they do an application with us, their immediate email back is saying, hey, look, there's this thing called trigger leads. When we hard pull your credit, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experience sell your information to other mortgage companies who have built their whole company off of contacting you. Hey, Dennis, I hear you're planning for a mortgage. Shane wanted me to call you. Shane right. me to call you to finish out the application so we can get you pre-approved. Shane never said a word. I don't know who these people are. So they have gotten so good at this that now that email goes out. And if they'll do that online and we don't hard pull their credit until they get an application in front of us, right? It will stop the trigger leads. Trigger leads. Wow. Trigger leads. There's I'll tell you what. Company and, off of. and, and whoa, excuse me. I had a chair malfunction here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you need to be at the gym a little bit more. Apparently so, yeah. Hey, Shane, how long? So somebody comes in from the time that somebody uh, applies and they get approved to closing. I'm just, I'm curious what that timeline, is there any, can you put any numbers to it? You'll see the uh, the lender, or, I'm sorry, the uh, realtors will put 30 days in there. When closing 20 days, when closing yeah. 19 days. I mean, again, everything's becoming so automated. What slows yeah. it down is I just did a pro mortgage tip this morning on my Facebook page. Put your complete mortgage, your complete employment history on there for the last two years. If you left to go work somewhere six months in the middle of the last two years, we're going to find out, right? We're going to find yeah. out. Yeah. Think this just happened to me today? Of course. <laughs> right. You see a pro mortgage tip come up out there. That's because I just had this happen. I'm like reminding me, last two years of where you live, because it, it shows on your credit report all the places you've lived, right? And all this stuff, it's going to come up. So make sure you fill that out, right? It makes the process so much simpler. When a lady can do a loan from South Korea, veteran, coming back to the United States of America, and and put all of her stuff in the system the way it's supposed to be overnight, surely you can do it, right? Surely you can do it. Yeah, and one, so, of, one, of, one of my favorite stories, realtors love to tell this story. Hey, we got locked in for a loan. It's great. And we're going to save a lot of money. I'm going to go car shopping. Well, wait, yes. what? Wait, what? What? No, no, no. I walked in. I walked into a closing in Marlton uh, two or three weeks ago. I see a brand new BMW out there. And I walk in. I go, oh, y'all, please tell me y'all didn't just buy this BMW. Uh, and they go, no, 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 we didn't buy no BMW. It's okay. The loan officer in the closing there comes out with his clients. He goes, hey, Shane, I actually bought the BMW. He goes, 
you said that when you walked in because and that was a real neat guy so he's like no he said i just started laughing when i heard you ask your clients if they bought that bmw <laughs> oh every realtor has a nightmare story about that every closing agent has a story about it every escrow or you're at the closing table and you go well i was only supposed to get two acres <laughs> <laughs> it says now five. is not the time to talk about it right you well, should have had that conversation like this about two weeks well, yeah so the uh, sellers had surveyed off three three acres. Same customer, same customer as the one with the BMW. So it wasn't their BMW, but it was the same customer that same day. First time in twenty years, I walked into a closing. Go, nah, that's not what we're supposed to be getting. And so it's kind of interesting. That's funny. You sure you don't want five acres? <laughs> when she came in, that hey, you know they're only getting two acres, right? No, we don't know that. Well, we had to stop and get a new legal description and everything, and that triggers a whole new appraisal. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Well, the appraisal can just take three acres off. No, no. <laughs> it's just three acres off. Just what? I don't know, 120,000 square feet, something yeah, like that. Yeah, you got an eraser, don't you? Just erase that and rewrite that. Yeah. It's that quick. So, but yeah, that's, it's, again, 20 days, 21 days. Average is 30 right. is what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if we have to push one in 15 days and everything's perfect, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, we get asked that question a lot because I don't know anybody's taking 45 days to close loans, hmm. but we're getting yeah. asked a lot. Oh, really? Realtors just like, are you sure you can close this in 30 days? Ma'am, I'll have you clear to close in 21 if you give me the information you need. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I don't, I don't want it sitting <laughs> on my, and in a volatile rate market, the last thing I want is to try to drag out a file forever that we lock in here and the rates do this as the rates are going up. Hey, I got a lockdown. I'm not worried about it. But when the rates drop a quarter or half a percent, you got a client in there, you have to do your due diligence and you have to go find them the better rate and either renegotiate or pull the file and go to another lender. We don't want to do that. There's there's a good faith gesture on our part, but sure. I'm not going to walk out the door and go down the street. I've had banks here locally call and say, hey, Shane, we've seen the market move. I can't close my friend at this. Would you please take care of it? Well, let me ask real quick. So uh, let, let's say the, the, the market falling, like you say, and mm-hmm. okay, I've got to go get a different loan. I've got to reinitiate things. I've got to go through that. How long, how good is that hard pull of the credit score? How long does that one last? Those will be good for 90 days. Those okay. will be good for 90 days. Okay. There's no sense. There's no sense in hard pull until we have an actual application. <clears throat> yeah. That makes I mean, sense. we have an actual contract that we're ready to buy, not the yeah, application. Yeah, the application yeah. triggers the soft pull. Well, Randy, anything else that you forgot? Or no, nope, I, I hope you get your fifty or sixty that are in the basket. I hope you get them done. Well, they'll come in, right? They'll come in right when I leave to go. I'm scheduled to go <laughs> yeah. before that Saturday. Forty of them will come in that day and say, "Hey, I found a house today." Yeah, vacation in a heartbeat. And tell my wife I'll take her someplace nicer when we get done. But yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. want to get busy, just tell them you're going on vacation. Now, so. and 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 how have y'all stayed married again? What the, I didn't hear that answer. How that? Here's <laughs> we're on twenty, going on twenty four. So a lot congrats, of people lost. Congrats. I want to thank, thank Randy. I want to thank Shane. Shane, I want to tell you something, and I want to say it in front of Randy. Randy. Uh, this journey we've been on the last two and a half years or so has introduced us to some of the most fascinating people. Shane, you are one of those people. We, we are so, this show would be nothing. Be two guys sitting in a room talking to each other, right, Randy? Well, it'd be just you sitting there talking to yourself mostly (laughs) the last year. (laughs) So no, listen, I appreciate the relationship. Shane's been an enormous help to me. I have, I take that back. He has made some money off me because I've sent him some clients, 
uh, some mm-hmm. that I know he he's helped from DFW. There's a yep. couple I'm thinking of particularly, and they had a really unique situation, and they were like stymied. And I said, I know exactly who you need to call. And immediately after they talked to Shane, they called me and they said, "Man, life, this dude made it easy." He said, "Like everybody we've talked to is like, oh, we can't, we can't do that, we can't do this." And they're like, Shane acted like, "Yeah, that ain't no big deal." So I appreciate you. I appreciate that, and I think I know who you're talking about, and I've had some neat to listen to the little video. And he goes, "I knew when I saw you on there, I was calling you, I was calling you. That I ain't calling nobody else." And yeah. I met him closing up there in Hot Springs, and it was oh, it's a blast. I love those guys to death. So thank so, you all so much for. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Randy, that you know, Shane sounds like an advertiser for Hot Springs Village Inside Out. That's, <laughs> yeah, what, I'm, that's yeah. what I'm hearing. Well, we've already poo-pooed advertising all through this thing. So <laughs> no, 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 no. Shot promotions, us in the head. Promotions, sponsorships. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, listen, I appreciate you, and I appreciate the relationship. He's got, you know, but this, hey, for a guy that's not an Arkansas guy, you know, if you don't get, because there's a whole lot of us over here in the village, Shane, that, you know, have come from DFW and lots of other places, and... I mean, I, yeah, I would encourage anybody. Yeah, call call Shane. He's if if he can't help you, he knows who can. And That's he an will, understatement. That's yeah, he will absolutely he will absolutely help you out. So I appreciate you, Shane. Well, Shane, we'll put him in. That's for sure. Well, Shane, been great having you. We will talk to you next time. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. Y'all have a wonderful day. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, buddy. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.